Welcome, welcome, welcome. What's up, guys? It is Scott coming to you with our next installment of our series, What Did He Say? A series where we look through overlooked books of the Bible, books that people typically gloss over or don't read at all. This week, we are in the book of Jude. Last week, we were also in the book of Jude. It was kind of a two-parter. And really, last week, we tackled uh, Jude's addressing of the false teachers in the community and the lack of obedience to the word of God. And so this week, what we are going to jump into is uh, the second half. It's actually going to be verses 17 through 25. And we're going to see what Jude or Judah has to say to us through uh, these verses uh, and how that should play into our lives. Uh, So just wanted to give you a little bit of that context. Uh, Let's go ahead and jump in. And let's remember that Scripture and these letters, Judah or Jude or Judah wrote this letter to a church but it is for us. So there's context within that church that matters to them, but it is still for us and can encourage and build us up as believers. So with that said, let's jump in. Verses 17 through 25. This is the NLT version. But you, my dear friends, must remember what the apostles of our Lord Jesus Christ predicted. They told you, that in the last times there would be scoffers whose purpose in life is to satisfy their ungodly desires. These people are the ones who are creating divisions among you. They follow their natural instincts because they do not have God's spirit in them. But you, dear friends, must build each other up in your most holy faith, pray in the power of the Holy Spirit, and await the mercy of our Lord Jesus Christ who will bring you eternal life. In this way, you will keep yourself safe in God's love, and you must show mercy to those whose faith is wavering. Rescue others by snatching them from the flames of judgment. Show mercy to still others, but do so with great caution, hating the sins that contaminate their lives. Now all glory to God, who is able to keep you from falling away and will bring you with great joy into his glorious presence without a single fault. All glory to him alone, him who alone is God, our Savior, through Jesus Christ our Lord. All glory, majesty, power, and authority are his before all time and in the present and beyond all time. Amen. So growing up, I played a lot of sports. Uh, It wasn't necessarily one specific one until I got to high school. I got a little bit more focused on things like football and wrestling and whatever. But in in general, I played a lot of sports growing up uh, with my friends uh, and competitively. And one thing that my coaches taught me and continued to harp on uh, with our teams throughout the years Uh, was to stay focused. And when I say stay focused, I don't just mean, oh yeah, focus up. I mean, when there is another team who is maybe trash talking or trying to get in our heads or telling us, uh, oh, you're you're trash at this or you're not good or, or, or anything like that, our coach would continue 
to tell us to stay focused and play as a team. Stick to the game plan, whatever it was, but to stay focused. And when we look at what Jude or Judah is telling this church, we clearly see that he is saying the same thing. He's saying, stay focused. Stay focused. Remember that all of these things were pre- predicted. All, uh, all of these uh, false teachers who are in your church, who are stirring things up, who are creating division and pulling you apart. This was predicted. In verse 17, he says, the apostles uh, of, the Lord, of our Lord Jesus Christ predicted it. Uh, they told you in the last times there would be scoffers whose purpose in life is to satisfy their ungodly desires. Um, They're creating divisions, uh, and and they don't have God's spirit in them. In other words, they're not on our team. They're not on our team. There are going to be people who are going to put things uh, like politics, or there are going to be people who put things uh, like what outward appearances look like, or they're going to put these things... Um, that aren't necessarily bad in themselves, but they're going to say that these are the most important. And it can be really easy to follow along. Oh, yeah, that does seem pretty important. Yeah. Um, and, and get caught up in it. But we, ca- we have to stay focused. We have to understand the race that we are running as believers, as people who follow Jesus, is not an easy one. It's easy to get distracted. And so we need to take it as a team sport. Together, we need to stay focused. Judah is calling for this church, and he's calling for us to stay focused on Jesus. Stay focused on what he's done for you and how to live your lives in response to that. Don't get uh, bogged up in what's going on over here on the side. Stay focused. That's the first point. Stay focused. The second point is Jude's window. And I'll explain this uh, a a little bit. Uh, Jude's window. So have you ever looked back in the past and wished you knew what you know now? That like you just wish that one day you had a window uh, or a portal that just opened up and you could see, bro, this is coming. This is coming. It's right in front of you. Uh, it's going to be here in, in exactly 17 days. I saw a TikTok about this, about the pandemic, about wishing that your past self had told you that the pandemic was coming so you could enjoy um, those sweet social gatherings before. But but like that, Jude is giving us a window uh, into what we could and should be as a group of followers of Jesus. And this is jumping down to verses 20 through 23. He's saying that we should build each other up, that we uh, should be focused on awaiting the mercy of Jesus, um, and we'll keep ourselves safe in that way. So he's saying, build, build each other up and then stay focused. He's giving us a window of, man, if we're going to get to there, if we're going to get to the kingdom of God uh, with him where everything is great, then we need to be focused on the kingdom now. And not just for ourselves, but for the people around us. Looking to our left and looking to our right and saying, hey guys, come on, let's go. 
You can do this. And it goes on to say, show mercy to those who faith, whose faith is wavering. So often I hear this in the church where someone is struggling with something and they're questioning things in their faith. And we're so quick to say, well, you just can't question. How could you, how dare you, how dare you question? But no, questioning oftentimes leads us to a more sincere faith because it points us to the truth. If we go asking, if we go seeking for truth or seeking for answers to our questions to God who holds all truth, then we will be filled. Does that mean we'll be answered exactly how we want to be answered? Not necessarily, but it means that we will be filled. Now, what hinders that or what hurts that is other believers saying, wow, how dare you? How dare you even think about doubting? How dare you be human? And so we have to show mercy to others. It says even snatching them from the flames of, ju- of judgment and showing mercy uh, to people, e- even, even if we need to do it with caution. So does showing mercy to other people mean that we accept all of their sins and we're just like, yes, those sins are fine? No. And Jude says that. But Jude provides this window, this portal, this vision into the future of how we as believers can be and should be now. We should be building each other up. We should be loving on our brothers and sisters to our left and to our right. We should be showing mercy to those uh, who are struggling and who are doubting. We should be the people that are breaking down walls and barriers to love those people and to point them to Jesus, and we shouldn't be taking them away. So, guys, we got to stay focused. We got to see the window that Jude is giving us. And the third one is true hope. Where's our true hope? Verses 24 and 25, it's a prayer. But it's a prayer that tells us a lot about who God is and why we give him the glory that we give him. So oftentimes you'll hear us uh, here at MDPC saying, keep the main thing the main thing. We often get bogged down in all this side stuff, like I was saying earlier. But we got we to gotta stay focused and keep the main thing the main thing. And the main thing is Jesus. He is our true hope. If you look at the wording in verses 24 and 25 that describe who God is, who Jesus is, it's, it says he is able to keep you. He is able. It says that he is able to do that and bring us to be with him without a single fault. It says that he is our savior. He says that multiple times in this passage, but it says that he's our savior. uh, And that all glory, majesty, power, and authority are his. So even in just the way that Jude or Judah describes God, describes his savior, Jesus, it lets us know that this is a true hope. This is a genuine true hope that all of this brokenness, that all of this chaos that seems to be going on around us, whether pandemic or otherwise, is purposed. That there is someone who uh, is in control of it. That there is someone who is leading us to a glorious kingdom to be with him one day. And all we have to do is turn from this life and turn to him and believe. And believe true 
belief in action. Guys, he keeps us. If we do that, he, it says he is able to keep you from falling away. He's able to keep you uh, from stumbling, from turning back to this broken life that you know doesn't really fulfill you. And I think of all of these things. I think of how we should stay focused uh, and Jude's portal into what we could be uh, and the true hope that we have in Jesus. And, and I can't help but wonder, what could things look like if the people of God took Jude seriously? What could things really be like if we read this text and we said, oh my gosh, this is, this is for real. We need to take this seriously. We really need to do something about this. What would it be like? Would we be more community focused? Would we be less selfish and so self-centered? Would we look to our left and to our right and say, guys, let's go. I know that you're struggling. Man, I would love to to sit with you, to be with you, and, and let's talk through this. Oh, man, you're hungry. Let me feed you. Oh, uh, you're hurting. What, what can I do to help? How can I step into this space? Would we better serve and encourage each other? Would we think outside of ourselves if we really looked at this text and, and took what Judah was saying to us to heart? So I think that's where we that's where we need to end up. Guys, I think that we need to take a true look at ourselves and see where can we better align with how God wants us to live based on this passage. Last week, uh, I challenged you guys to uh, really look at your life and, and say, or, and ask God, what is not, what is from me and what is not from you? Like, what have I been making about me when it should really be about you? And how do I do something about that? And I think a great start is to, is to read the second half of this passage and, uh, and think about the people in our lives that we can encourage. Think about the people in our lives uh, that, that are maybe struggling and doubting and, and could use just a friend to have a real conversation with. So my challenge this week is, is to do that, is to think about those people in your lives. It could just be even be, even be one person. Think of one person in your life uh, that, that could use some encouragement. That could be that you could show the love of Christ too. And I challenge you to go do that. Keep the main thing the main thing. Be a picture of Jude's portal or window into what we could be and share the true hope of Jesus with someone through encouragement this week.